Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. You cannot separate the Christmas story from the Easter story. Right? The two stories are inextricably linked together, which is why I think in the church's great wisdom and uh, genius, we have the, the feast of St. John the Evangelist, and we have this gospel right on the second day of Christmas here. Right, So we have this story that is so awesome, the story of them running to the tomb. Right, We've got the manger still, and we're hearing about running to the tomb. All of this is one whole thing, right? And for me, there's something very funny about this gospel. I, I picture it this way, right? Peter and John run to the tomb. We know that Peter was a little bit older than John. They get to the tomb, and I just imagine John gets there and says to Peter, because he got there first. I imagine him saying to Peter, beat ya, right? He got there first, right? And I imagine Peter saying, like, like no one's ever going to know. And John goes, oh, yeah? And he just puts this in his gospel, right? John is being highlighted today in these readings between the first reading we have and the gospel. He's being highlighted as the witness par excellence, which is, again, an interesting thing when you think about the feast that we have throughout this week, immediately following Christmas, right? The word in Greek for witness is martyrioi. It's also where we get the word martyr, right? So we have martyrs and we have witnesses this week. I'm not obviously wearing red because John wasn't martyred in blood, but he was certainly a witness. So the question, right, is a witness to, of what? Is he, you know, John, he's being highlighted as a witness. What is he being a witness of? Uh, I would put it this way, primarily the word made flesh, right? This is, the, this, is the central, this is the central idea that comes out in John's writings in both the gospel and the Johannine letters, his epistles, the word made flesh, that God actually did this, right? The Logos, the Logos, the second person of the Trinity, that word Logos, which we translate as word, means so much more than just word. It means rationality, intelligibility, the meaning behind everything, right? That is what John is saying. That's what became flesh and dwelt among us. That power, that reality is what became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only that, but also the resurrection. He's a witness of the resurrection. So when you get Simon Peter and John running to the tomb, you got, it says this, right? So when Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. He saw and believed. John, I don't know if you caught that. John gets another jab at Peter there, you know, the one who arrived at the tomb first. Anyway, here's the point. He saw and believed, and then he proceeded to tell everybody about it. That first reading we have his, from John's own epistle, he's highlighting himself as an eyewitness. He's trying to ground his testimony in his eyewitness um, value, right? I think this is so powerful. Beloved, what was from the beginning, what we have heard what we have seen with our eyes, what we looked upon and touched with our hands. Like, notice, please, just how this is so not like the ancient mythologies. This is so not like a fable. This is not like the story of Hercules. This is not like Star Wars, right? George Lucas, right? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is grounded in history. We have heard, we have seen, we have looked upon, we have touched, 
right? He's grounding his experience in human reality, right? He's grounding it in history. He's grounding it in sense experience. But what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked upon, what we have touched with our hands, it concerns what? The word of life. For the life was made visible. We have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was made visible to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim now to you so that you, what? Fill in the blank in your heads. As I was praying with that, I, I, I felt like there's a part of us that, that feels like John's about to say, so that you may be, I don't know, like envious of us or jealous of us because I saw him and you didn't, right? That's not what he says, even though that's, I think, what many of our hearts kind of think sometimes about the, like the scriptures, right? Wouldn't it have been awesome to have actually been there to see Jesus walking on the water, to see Jesus and hear him in the Sermon on the Mount, or to witness the resurrection, wouldn't it have been awesome to also be there? But that's not what he says. And this is significant for us, because we, we are not eyewitnesses in the same way that John was. He says, so that you may have fellowship with us, for our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. We are writing this so that, you, your joy, that our joy may be complete. He's saying that it, he's writing this, he's sharing this testimony that we might have fellowship with him, communion with him, that we might share in the kind of life that he is sharing in, right? John's telling us that, yes, he was an eyewitness, but we, through the power of the Spirit, by the proclamation of the Word, were not deprived of anything that he was given. It still required faith to see Jesus as the Word made flesh. We're not being cheated of anything. Here's the bottom line, I think, for us to reflect on today on the Feast of St. John, that that all of us, all Christians, are called to be witnesses. We are all called to be witnesses. We are all called to be able to say, like what John says, I've experienced him. I have felt his love. I know his presence. I trust in his goodness. My life bears out the testimony that he's the central figure of my life. That, that apart from Jesus, my life doesn't make sense. So friends, let's call upon the witness and the intercession of St. John for us today that we would be good witnesses in the world. Amen.